0: Welcome to the Prescription Podcast. On this show, we present to you up to date facts on medical related topics. We are your hosts. I am Ian, a surgeon.
1: I'm Zichin, gastroenterologist. We're both practicing in Kuala Lumpur.
0: We are on an Apple and Spotify podcasts. Please follow us for updates on new episodes. And today, we are on episode number 13 on probiotics. Jang, jang, jang.
1: Common question and common topic sets always being raised when maybe, i see my patient
0: maybe you know? are yeah, more common to you I, I do get it sometimes and i go the easy route by saying i don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i think it's very very common now because of the abundance of products that's available out there
0: right? yeah and
1: in the claimed health benefit
0: yeah i mean there are a lot of new things on the market, some things which are old and made new again. So let's put you in the hard spot and ask you now, probiotics, yay or nay?
1: Yeah, really a hot set. Yeah. So I think maybe we begin with what's probiotics, right? So I think we all know, we all have heard about bacteria in the gut. Yeah. Uh, And its role in uh, human health and diseases, Mm. the benefits that it provides us. Yep. And how it helps in modulate our our health, yeah. yeah? In terms of the few that I can mention, it modulates the sensitivity of the insulin, yeah, in diabetes mm. patient, in your inflammation of the gut, uh, your intestine, on how your cholesterol or lipids is being metabolized and your heart risk, risk of heart disease. Okay, and also to the extent of modulating the development of obesity Mm. as we were just mentioned in our previous podcast right okay and many more yeah that's been proven that this actually modulates so the imbalances between many aspects yeah for example like our diet uh, if there's any infections and the presence of certain diseases yeah Mm. like your irritable bowel syndrome and any inflammation of the gut or any 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 diseases yeah that would cause an alterations in the balance, yeah, in this gut microbiome or gut bacteria.
0: Yep. It's not just probiotics, right? There's also prebiotics, but I think we specifically looked at probiotics. What I read was put very simply and very nicely: probiotics, like you say, certain bacteria which are helpful towards us. The prebiotics is basically the food that helps this good bacteria grow, correct? What's interesting when I read about it is that they're trying to look up more and more correlation studies, things that's related basically on gut health and other diseases, right? I think that's why all this whole thing came about. So certain bacteria probably leads to certain diseases. And hence, I think they are hoping that changing the bacteria in the gut to a more so-called friendly one will be beneficial to the patient.
1: Yeah. So we know there's there's just trillions of microorganisms there, right? Hmm. So because of the huge amount, yeah, we will not be able to list out the whole list of bacteria. Yep. So of course, the strains and the types of organism that has been so far proven to have confer some. Benefit, mm. yeah. depending on a certain condition, specific conditions are still quite limited. I think broadly, yeah, we'll talk about the strains later. Okay. Yeah, Well, it has shown promising results in certain conditions. Yep. But quite limited, but of course, there are Still many, many studied. studies uh, uh, being studied, being studied yeah, yep. on yep. probiotics, the actual, the real beneficial and clinical effects yeah, mm. on this group of mm-hmm. uh, things. But so far, the promising ones and with a lot of robust studies are diarrhoea diseases. Yep. Yeah, People uh, present with diarrhoea in terms of acute diarrhoea. Well, in the late term, we say, Food poisoning mm. yeah yep. diarrhea due to antibiotics mm. Yeah, as we all know many a times you know when you take some antibiotics you do experience some side effects like diarrhea yep.
0: but mm. you're, you're not talking about the are you talking about the one-time antibiotics and diarrhea or the chronic use of antibiotics one-time diarrhea? one-time
1: antibiotics in diarrhea yeah, we don't really chronic use of antibiotics.
0: Really. Well, I mean, I thought it's just side effects from antibiotics, but okay, we'll stick to that. Yeah,
1: because okay, in that aspect, since you brought it out on side effect antibiotics, yes, it is because of side effect antibiotics. So, with the, um, the certain types of probiotics, yeah, usually we'll go for a yeast base because the bacterial base probiotics, you know, has got its other problems as well. So, anyhow, come back to this antibiotic induced diarrhea. It's because of the side effects sometimes it affects the compliance on antibiotics. You know, we are very strict with our duration of antibiotics, we want you to complete it. So this is sort of to reduce the effects effects and development of diarrhea. So therefore, the compliance is better. Uh, And the yeast-based probiotics, yeah, that's not shown to affect the efficacy of the antibiotics at the same time as compared to the bacterial-based.
0: So let me make clear for everyone out there, we're saying. Not to skip your antibiotics. We're telling you, you still should take your antibiotics, right? But the probiotics help ease some of the symptoms. Just in case you guys think like, oh no, antibiotics are bad, I'm not going to take it. Uh, No, don't do that. I think if your doctor has prescribed it for a very good reason, you should take it. But to reduce the effects, we, we can try probiotics. There are some natural occurring ones, right? Which you can take some of them, it doesn't hurt.
1: Yeah. I mean we do find it in our food, our yep. daily food. Yep. Right. Common ones are like
0: yogurt. yogurt kef- yeah. Kefir that's kefir, the crease. Was cafe the craze like last year or just uh, just recently I, I see a lot of people doing kefirs.
1: Yeah, especially during uh, this time, during the yeah, pandemics. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people started making home based food. And you know, another common one are like our miso.
0: Ah yes. A lot of this pickled food. But they said it does not it must not be homogenized. Can't be treated basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, interestingly enough, you know, for some people, things also like aged cheese. Yeah. And bitter chocolate. For those of well, you who like bitter chocolate. Well, I mean, well, oh, it's okay. Listed.
1: So with your statement, right? So it probably leads to something that I want to bring it up. You know, that like three few types of categories of probiotics okay okay right. so some are in the food probiotics in food that's yep. what we were mentioning earlier right mm-hmm. the types of food that we mentioned right or in supplements those are without health claims yeah meaning that you do not know the, the amount composition. the composition the Correct. the strains the type yeah and the viability of it, you know, whether it's able to survive through yep. the whole stomach acidity uh, content. Okay. So another type of probiotics are those that's in food and health supplement that has some health claims, the supplements that they sold off the rack with some health claims by uh, the manufacturers. Okay, okay. I know you're talking about. Right, All right. Right. All right, okay. And the other one is probiotic drug, simply, because yeah. probiotic drug is the ones that has carried out studies in human mm. with proven efficacy. So, of course, this is the, the higher standard with proper guaranteed in manufacturings and is proved to be able to survive through the whole acidic content in the, of the stomach, your presence of your bowel and, yep. you know, other enzymes before it reach to the large bowel. Yep. Okay. Right? And because the action of it actually is in the large bowel.
0: Okay. So okay. are you saying that if somebody wants to take probiotics for whatever reason that it is, you rather them take this manufactured ones which have been measured and tested?
1: Yeah. So, so that comes to how we choose proper probiotics. Mm. There are actually few aspect, yeah, to actually look into it it goes all the way down to knowing how the bacteria or the yeast yeah yep. been cultured is right. been produced of course i don't expect you to know but maybe if you are being prescribed by a practitioner or a doctor that you see maybe you can ask them that question whether the one that the probiotic that they recommended meet all these criteria yeah right? i think
0: because you're looking at specific bacteria also that that is shown to be beneficial, right? You can't just take any kind of...
1: Yeah, you can't. So then that maybe we'll put a word on the strain and the type of bacteria or the yeast. So we talk about the properties and what is in probiotic. Probiotic is a big term, comprises of all sorts of bacteria, right? So basically bacteria and yeast, okay? Mm. So in the bacterial group, those that has proven efficacy... Are our Bifidobacterium
0: mm-hmm.
1: group and our Lactobacillus?
0: But okay. Lactobacillus, not even all all of it. Is not all of it, right? Yeah, not only certain subtypes, certain, yep. subtypes, certain
1: yep. strains and species, right? Yep. That even Bifidobacterium itself, it's not the okay. same thing. All right, so it's very specific, and mm-hmm. it depends on what condition you are tackling, yeah. And that's uh, different uh, species actually confers different efficacies. Right, the yeast one—the one that's proven—is Saccharomyces. Okay, right. the Saccharomyces group, Saccharomyces boulardii specific. It has got proven efficacy in certain condition, um, like our acute diarrhea or what we call at food poisoning or a gastroenteritis.
0: So if I would make bread with yeast, can I get this Saccharomyces and you know make bread and? <laughs>
1: Right. Probably you can. Then again, then the next question, then it leads to the next discussion point on the concentration of it. Yeah. Right. So how much you need the viable counts. Yeah. It's very important. So we measure probiotic, measure this bacteria by a unit called colony forming unit. Yep. In short CFU. So we need a minimum of 10 to the power of six to nine. Yeah. To show efficacy, so that's the minimum ones. So usually now, if you look at the product at the labelling, this piece of information is most of the time being mentioned in the labels. Hmm. Okay, so maybe put an effort to look into this strain. There's some people who talk about multi-strains, meaning many bacteria inside this product. Whether it's a single strain or multi-strain presence of multi-strain doesn't say that it has cumulative effects. Right? Okay. So it is again then back down to what are you taking it for? The indication of you taking this probiotic for. Mm-hmm. So I would actually still advise, you know, go to your doctor that you're seeing if you have a condition and you feel that you want to take a probiotic. So it is best to have a professional advice yeah, mm. to recommend if at all that's really needed in your condition.
0: So I think if I can simplify this, right, for all the listeners out there, there are certain bacteria for certain conditions. And actually, truthfully, there's not many conditions that actually require probiotics. And I think whomever who's going to prescribe it needs to really know their stuff. I think even hearing this for some people, it Already, maybe a little bit too complex. But I guess I think we're just putting out that information for people to read up a little bit more. You can do a little bit of research and just uh, look it up. But what we're also <laughs> trying to say is that probiotics is not the solution for all things.
1: Yes. Yep. Right?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of
1: things. health benefit uh, claims on health benefits, yeah. right? So what we are trying to put forward is, you know, know your probiotic, know what it is, know what you are taking it for. It is not a cure, it is supplements and know what group are they in, right? You know, for example, if you have a same strain, but if it's coming from different sources, that means different manufacturers, the efficacy can be completely different because yep. the manufacturing protocol is different the agent is different every single change in little small steps during the manufacturing process changes the significance in this product and in this bacteria so so those are the things to look into it so to put things forward simply you know for you to decide what type to choose yeah, of course Looking at the, as I mentioned earlier, you know, if it's registered as a drug, the guarantee on the efficacies in the manufacturing process is there. Yeah? yeah. So those are the things that you have to look into.
0: That's a conclusion. It's something that probably still needs a little bit more time. It's something that's developing. So, I mean, to answer the question, yay or nay... I would say, hey, give it more time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Keep an open mind. Yeah. 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 There's no straightforward answer. There's no straightforward
0: answer. And I I think a lot of times, anybody, I think even including us, we look for a one stop solution Mm -hmm. to everything else. And I think what we've been consistently saying throughout the podcast, it's multifactorial in managing or working on a disease or any kind of problem as well. Right. So there's no one superfood or one super drug that's going to tackle it all, I think it's okay to simply take these foods that are so-called rich in probiotics, but we don't know the efficacy. Of course, then don't overdo it because then you land yourself in another sort of trouble, right? But all things in moderation probably is beneficial. And I think until we do get some future real-time data, and I think You know, there are a lot of people trying to do research on this, you know, on the whole gut bacteria and how we can change it and how it affects. But it's not straightforward science and it's not easy to produce good results. And I guess as doctors, sometimes we're not not so much skeptical, but more guarded, you know, in giving the correct information, if I could put that very... Naturally, yeah,
1: Yeah. because just too complex and too many confounding factors. Yeah, even your environment, your age changes each and everyone's um, existing bacteria, mycobacterial component in the body, right? So, again, I still would want to say that it is safe, it is something safe for the general populations, certain specific populations like your premature babies premature infants yeah or people who are immune compromised yeah for mm. example cancer patient taking chemotherapy and yep. Or um, uh, who are taking any medication that suppresses your immune system, you know, you maybe want to be a little bit more careful in taking in bacteria like this because they are all live bacteria, right?
0: For a moment there, I thought you were gonna say you should take it, but okay. I uh, know, <laughs> no, no, the
1: other way around. right? Yeah. Yeah, the other way around. That yeah. group of people, you you need to really weigh the risk uh, over benefit, yeah. yeah. In this group, well, common side effects. Everything comes with. Some some side effects, yeah. Some
0: risk of side some effects. Some risk, yeah. yeah. The
1: common ones are abdominal cramps, mm. yeah, and probably some nauseas. It depends, yeah, and and some may get some taste disturbances. So if you experience all those changes, all those side effects, then the best advice is to just stop it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Good job to your patients. I mean, they at least ask you, right?
1: Yeah, they do. And they okay. So. Uh, they always will say which one do you recommend? Okay.
0: <laughs> Should See? I See? continue? See? Yeah.
1: yeah. I always leave it open yep. to the people who ask me. Mm. Right? If you think that you experience some positive effect on your body, you probably want to continue taking it. Yeah. But again, I will want to stress that these are not for long term. Yeah? Oh, okay. Yeah. Probably a month or two months, yeah. Uh, you will be able to see the efficacy at the max. It stretched up to six months. Yeah, but I would say in general, many of my personal experience with patient who come, they would experience some differences by two months. But of course, these are different from what we said, those with are registered as drug. Yeah. Mm. Those sometimes just see effects in one week. Uh So it's very specific. Those who come with some food poisoning, acute gastroenteritis, you want to give it to them in a short duration, one week, two weeks, and they're better, you stop it. Mm. Right. Those are not for long term. Okay.
0: Interesting. I think I have learned a bit more. Uh, other than what I've read. (laughs) And uh, yeah, okay. I think just to put it in, if I could, in a sentence, uh, there is some form of efficacy, but definitely, definitely do consult someone who knows this in and out. I guess in this case, Dr. Wong would probably be very happy to answer all the questions on probiotics. Uh, I think that's all we have for this round. I think we'll end right here. Thank you much for tuning in.
1: Thank you. Any questions, please do email us at prescriptionpod P-R-E-S-C-R-I-P-T-I-O-N P-O-D at gmail.com With that, thank you for listening in. We see you again.
0: All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.